Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Juneteenth holiday and welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hope everybody had a beautiful weekend. It was, you know, weather was threatening a little bit for parts of this area, but, you know, it, it doesn't hang around that long. And I think everybody had a chance to have a wonderful weekend this weekend. So we were celebrating Juneteenth, but we were also celebrating dads, and we are still celebrating dads as we have been doing off and on through June. And I am pleased to present to you somebody I'm extremely close to, you know, since ever forever and um ladies and gentlemen mr todd Pursley is going to share his dad's stories today good morning my cousin how you doing good morning how you doing gretchen i'm doing well doing well so uh how was your weekend everything was lovely enjoy victor good good so sir you are a papa Mm -hmm. of of three um that and and actually uh one is is about clear of the nest right now so talk to me about raising your brood there well i tell you it wasn't um, always easy and i'm sure that they would agree and uh, on at least one side at least anyway uh but be honestly honest, I wouldn't um I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, sometimes a little bit unconventional with uh acting through the military and um a lot of uh working hours. Uh and I missed a lot. But I think we were able over time we were able to overcome a lot as well and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I hope they feel the same. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they do. So let me ask you this, because you were, I guess, a little bit of a different dad than your dad. Um, your dad um, was a little older. Your dad mm-hmm. also was, um, he, he was country folk, you know. Oh. Um, how, so how do you think your, what kind of influence do you think your dad had on how you reared your kids? Um, a, a lot, actually, just like you said. Um, and, and let me just back up to say that, you know, I was adopted, as you know, at three days old. And uh, while my mom was away at college at Bethune-Cookman University. Um, and so 
uh, when she brought me home to my dad, they had actually not seen each other for numerous years. So it was like, oh, really? A child. And uh, but that <laughs> turned out to be <laughs> that turned out to be the big, biggest blessing in the world for me. You know, um, and I've always referred to it as a a uh, gift for them and a blessing for me. And uh, it has truly been that. Um, I think my dad and mom were 20 years apart themselves. And I think at the time I was born, he was probably in his mid to late 50s. And um, so it was a little different, but everything that uh, he tried to instill in me and talk to me about, um, I took it to heart um, and still do to this day. Uh, I don't think that there's a day that goes by that I don't think of him and my mother as well. And um, But he had some um, life coaching, and he had a great uh, sense of humor to go along with it. Um, he believed in uh, hard work, uh, and even though that he did not have uh, a um, – uh, worldly, or should I say, a education by standards of going to school, he was very intelligent, and he had a lot of wit and, and common sense, and he actually was, a, a, he wanted, wanted me to be educated, um, and we would talk about the news and how important it was to watch the news, he would say, man, they could, uh, he, he watched the news every day religiously. And um, I think back in that time, it was like uh, Walter Cronkite and David Brinkley. And uh, he would make his way from wherever, wherever he was to get to the news. And uh, he would say, son, I tell you what, if, uh, if you don't watch the news, they could be fighting, fighting war in the next county and you wouldn't even know a thing about it. So uh, he, he wanted me to stay up on current events and, and things that happening, you know, at least locally, he would say. At least know what's going on in your own community. Um, you know, but, that that is something that you and I had in common. In ter- that's what our parents did. They, they made us watch the news. Um, mm-hmm. But it's unlike some things that I think are happening now, it's not like they just set us in front of TV and they took off, you know, and didn't discuss what you watched. You know, you had right. conversations with them about what you watch. And, you know, people are, like, scared to expose their kids to, you know, what's on the news. It's like, no, you need to know what's going on, and then you need to help the child understand, you know, what's happening and, and what their role is and, and what other people's roles are and what needs, you know, what's good and what's bad and, and how not right. to you know, fall into the the bad portion, you know? You're absolutely right. And, you know, nowadays with everything going uh, on in the world, you have so many different outlets. Uh, You can pick and choose what news you want to listen to, whether it be uh, local, national, whatever. Uh, But Uh you have to, you know, some news is... is, uh, you know, the news itself can be a little bit depressing nowadays, uh, uh-huh. as you know. But um, 
with social media and the advent of everything that makes it easier for people to be informed, you have to filter out uh, misinformation as best you can. Um, some things that you can look at and it doesn't take a, a, a you know, a brain surgeon to figure out, nah, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. And uh-huh. you, you're absolutely right. Some parents don't want their children to to watch the news for whatever reason, but I can understand it. But if you think about it, they're going to find out a lot of stuff anyway. You know, uh-huh. and I think the parent ought to be, be able to, to help in the presentation of that news so uh-huh. uh, they don't get all crossed up. You know, as opposed to because the world is going is going to tell it to them, but it may be uh-huh. in, a, in a way that you really don't want. So maybe uh-huh. you know, parents sometimes you should kind of take the lead and you know tell them, you know, because uh, uh-huh. they may they may as well not be afraid of it because it's it's there. Yeah, and, it's uh, really. Yeah, it's present. So uh, hiding your face and all of that is 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 not gonna work. So let me ask you this: you, your career, just about all your life, all your working life, has been in law enforcement. Um, and so you know, you know active and retired, um, military, and and you know, uh, I guess I, you can't really say civilian, but you know, regular law enforcement. Mm-hmm. What you witnessed in your job in law enforcement, how does that make you react or, or manage your, your duties as a father with your children? Um, you know, obviously law enforcement is, is very real to me and it's very real to them. Um, and uh, I've always called myself being uh, very forthright and, and uh, you know, promoting for them to do the right thing. And when in doubt, you know, especially, you know, with, with uh, a lot of folks don't trust the police nowadays and they want to defend, uh, defund the police and all of that. Uh, and and I get that side of it as well. And it's, you know, it's always two sides to everything. Um, I obviously believe that law enforcement is something that we need as a society need. Um and there could be a lot of lawlessness without it. If you think about what's going on now with law enforcement, what would it be without law enforcement? So um, to that end, you know, I've always encouraged anybody, not just my children, but anyone. uh, I've even, you know, encouraged uh, other law enforcement officers to always think about who they're dealing with and, and you know, treat everyone as if that's your mother or your father or your sister or your brother, you know, that you're dealing with, you know, and you would want them to be treated fairly and impartially uh, at all times. And, and everybody deserves that until something changes it. But initially everybody, you know, needs to be treated with fairness and the utmost respect, as if that was your relative, because, uh, you know, why not? Uh, but as far as my kids go, um, 
all three of my kids are as different as night and day. I don't think there's uh, two of them that's the same. So I try to deal with the child. or They're all adults now, but I try to deal with them as to who they are. You know, not what I want them to be or, or anything, but what they are. The person, the, 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 the young woman or the young man that they may be. And I have a a big range uh, from 21 all the way to 35. So there's a lot there. And then uh, yeah. I have uh, two grandchildren, a uh, 14-year-old and a 7-year-old, male and female. And I try to be as active in their lives as, as I possibly can from from a distance. You know, they, they live in uh, Jacksonville. Uh, but we, we were extremely close, you know, in my opinion, and we try to get get around each other as much as we can. Yeah, because I know they love themselves and Grandpa. Um, I, I want I want to ask you though, which did you find more difficult, raising the female or raising your males? Which did you have the most concern um, about? You would think. That's a good question. I think, uh, wow, that's a good question. I think um, my daughter presented some challenges, not just per se, um, you know, life challenges, but, um, you know, she kind of took up a lot of a lot of air in the room sometimes. And um, mm. where you well, the boys may have been kind of, uh, especially uh, the middle one, might have been kind of on autopilot, you know, uh, so to speak, because all the attention was, was being turned towards my daughter. And whatever he may have been doing that may have not been the absolute right thing to do might have gone unnoticed because the focus was on my daughter, and then after, you know, my daughter got out and got towards her own, then it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know, what's going on over here, you know, what's going on over here, you know, and that may have been going on the whole while, it just was undetected, you know, mm. and my 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 youngest, he uh, uh, kind of grew up right there in the house, uh, not to say all the more manageable, but uh, I'm, you know, looking right at him every day. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas my oldest two, you know, we were divorced, divorced from the, the biological mom, so I was not present on a daily basis, but uh, you know, a click away. You know, it wasn't that uh, you know we were so far away, except you know during the time I was on active duty and outside of. Uh, you know, the local area, which wasn't that long. But uh, as soon as I got back to the local area, then, you know, here we go. And, you know, we did everything, you know, the, the whole weekend thing, the um, Christmas, the summer, all of that. And, uh-huh. you know, I always look, even now to this day, uh, you know, probably more so now because I'm getting older, you know, I look forward to, you know, to the time with all my children and my grandchildren. It's one of the things that I 
that I'm uh, I'm most happiest when I'm doing when I'm doing that. And uh, I hope they even got a little dog, and I kind of like the dog too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. what are what do you see when you see uh, young uh, fathers now and the struggles that they're dealing with? And how do you see your, I guess, struggles? Are are they different? Are they the same? How are they similar? And how are they different? I guess I want to know. Well, I think some things are, are, are kind of universal that happen. Um, I'd like, you know, obviously you want to see uh, men step up and be fathers to their children, be responsible, um, you know, show them you know, uh, positive side, you know, um, as best you can. Obviously, you want to try to raise them up to be uh, God-fearing, God-fearing people and believe in God, um, if that's your personal belief. Um, but, you know, try to give them a sense of compassion towards other people, um, not to be selfish, and to just always not, you know, don't always put yourself first. Um, in times that we especially experience it now, you know, uh, everybody could use a hug, you know, and, and a, hey, you know, a, a handout, you know, saying, hey, can I help you, you know, uh, because, you know, we don't know everything that folks are going through. And uh, so I think that's important that we look out for each other. Family is important, and you know, be responsible. You know, and try to tell the truth. Um, and if it's even when it's hard, you know, to tell the truth, uh, you know, do your best to tell the truth. Be honest. I don't. I really don't think people can fault you a whole lot if you're honest uh, and not try to beat around the bush. And you know, just tell the truth. And I think that that always works out best. So I guess I want to find out you you have two African American sons and I wanted right. to ask you about how how you how do you I guess how do you feel in terms of how you had to raise them you know how you think that uh attitudes may be toward Young African American males, are, are they, do you think they're getting better? Do you, what changes do you see? Uh, what were your what were your concerns when you were raising yours? Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, my middle son, um, you know, uh, actually, you know, he had some issues uh, with the law probably when he was about nineteen years old, and. Uh, it was something that uh, he regretted, you know, a whole lot. Um, and going through that with him, I believe that he learned a lot, you know, and he's never crossed that, that threshold that I know of anymore. And um, he was one of the last people to go through uh, Florida's boot camp. And, um, he went through that successfully, and then uh, I was just talking about this yesterday, as a matter of fact. And he 
was given quite a lengthy um, uh, probation, like five years. And that, for a young person, is extremely hard to do. Uh, you know, you may ask a person now, hey, would you would you uh, want to uh, have probation or just do the time? And a lot of a lot of young folks would just say, just just let me do the time. You know, because uh, obviously the probation is very structured, and you have to be on time, and you know all that kind of stuff. And um, but fortunately, and I'm happy for him that he was able to do that. Uh, without a problem, straight through, and uh, didn't have any issues with it, and so he was able to, to get on with his life, and um, I I have not, uh, uh, you know, I haven't seen him turn backwards in any way, as far as that goes, so I'm happy that he was able to get on with his life, got married, and, and uh, you know, trying to do his best to raise a family. My no. other son, mm-hmm. I was going to say, so my other son, you know, uh, my youngest one, he, he just got out of college and um, majoring in musical theater was his major. So he he was different than the other two. Uh, as I say, all three of them are different, and he kind of was right there at the house. So, um you know, he, he, he kind of just went through on his own, kind of um, emerging himself in his work, which, like I said, was theater. So he he, he spent a lot of time uh, in musical theater, plays, choirs, and that type of thing. So he, he probably was the busiest one with the extracurricular stuff uh, during school. And uh, so we obviously hope that pays off, uh, you know, down the road. You're hoping that you're going to be um, taken care of as you get on in years, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm hoping hoping that that, uh, all three are praying, and I I believe that wholeheartedly because they all three, you know, work hard, and and they all going to be successful in their own right. I wholeheartedly believe that. Now, you, um, they they were, in, you know, for the most part, in, like you were talking about, involved in, in church, you know, singing or, or whatnot. How, you have some parents out there that are like, I'm not going to force my kids to, to go to church and I'm not going to do this, that, and other. How important do you think that your uh, spirituality played a role in, in how you read it? And how important do you think it should be for other people? And, and do you see, I'm sure you have friends that, you know, do the, force the church issue and others that just kind of let it go. Do you see any type of dramatic difference between between it? Well, I think you're probably right. Uh, you do have parents that kind of force whatever belief or non-belief that they may have. Sometimes they try to impose that on the child as well. Um, Uh I think, you know, I think my kids kind of just saw what I did every Sunday morning, me, their mom, their stepmom, and everybody. Um, I think they kind of just saw what we did every Sunday. 
Mm-hmm. And kind of went along with that. I don't think it was a. I only call ever having to really force feed them. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you got to, you know what I mean? They kind of just wanted to. And that, that, that was a good thing. And they gravitated to to activities in the church. My daughter is very active in her church there in uh, Orange Park. And um, she does teaching and, and all of that. She's there every Sunday and, and uh, Bible study. Um, TJ actually just got through singing. Uh, he sings for a church there in um, in Boca. Uh, you know, I don't. I, don't, I think um, uh, once they get a certain age, yeah, obviously they're going to do what they want to do. And, mm-hmm. But you have to know uh, how you started them. So. Uh, in the Bible, it says that they, they will return to what was taught in the home. So, uh, mm-hmm. but no, I don't recall having to hold nobody down and, and make them do that. Uh, I'm glad about that. You know, cause, yeah. Uh, and nowadays, nowadays, like you say, sometimes parents just let them go go ahead and do whatever it is they want to do with no, uh, uh, you know, you, you can, especially as your children, you're dealing with adult children. You just tell them what you tell them, and uh, you let them run with it. Um, mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You know they they know yeah. how I they know how I feel about whatever the topic may be because I don't really make that a secret. Whatever Mm-mm. the topic may be, well, <laughs> <laughs> you're not secret. I don't know why you saying it like that, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I don't normally make that a secret as to how I feel. Now, if, you, if they don't feel the same way, then that's that's okay too. You know, mm-hmm. but you just don't. You just not gonna be able to do it around me. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. We, we we gotta always find a way to make that to make something work. Uh, you know, in the middle. So that we can, uh-huh. you know, get past it, and, and everybody still be a a a, a family. You know, uh-huh. a lot of things, as you know, can happen in a in a, a family component. But uh-huh. um, the idea is that you you know you might not disagree, but you know try not to fall out. Yeah, and I want to go. Too. I want to. I want to go back to something that you mentioned because um, we don't really talk about it a lot because we kind of like know it and we just have just kept going. It just doesn't really register. I forget sometimes. Uh, yeah, and you know that. Uh, I forget mm-hmm. that you're adopted. Um, right. How, so how did, was there ever, I just want to kind of share that because we really don't talk as much probably as we should about the importance of adoption. And I wanted to find mm-hmm. out from you in terms of uh, obviously you made a big difference in, in your life, but what do you think, um, how do you think your life would have been if you had not been adopted, if you had, let's say, gone through the foster system versus the, the life that you have having been adopted? Right. Well, since I don't have any um, any firsthand experience myself with being through the, in the system or, or this, that, and the other, I couldn't couldn't tell you. 
But mm-hmm. I could tell you I could not have um, been more blessed to be adopted by my parents than I was. And, I, I, you know, I don't take that lightly. And you and I wouldn't be cousins if that hadn't happened. So no, we, sure I, wouldn't. <laughs> we would not have done that. So yeah. uh, I, I don't take that lightly. And I'm blessed, fortunate, and and my parents uh, poured nothing but good in me, and anything that I've done outside of that, it was not their fault. It was my own. So uh-huh. um, I, I was actually talking to my therapist one time, and um, I probably had been going to the therapist for a year or more, and some kind of way it came up uh, that I was adopted. and. She said to me, she said, wow. She said, you never told me you was adopted. And I said, I didn't. And she was like, no, you didn't. And we've been talking for a year now. And I was like, wow. And I said, well, why didn't you ask me? And she said, oh, I don't let people, you know, I let people talk about what it is they want to talk about. And, you know, she said, generally, uh, she hears people talking in the negative about, you know, whatever it was in their in their childhood. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's like one of the first things that get talked about. But uh, I, was, I told her just the same as I told you, you know, whatever happened to me along the way wasn't their fault. It was me, 100%. Um, you know, I, I think over the years I've heard, you know, where uh, – Children, you know, I've been asked a thousand times at least, oh, haven't you ever wanted to, uh, you know, find out who your biological parents were? Mm -hmm. And as I get older, uh, just for uh, health purposes, Mm -hmm. it has has become Mm -hmm. a thought. but outside of that, to be quite honest, it's never been a, a thought of mine, you know. Right. Not in a bad, yeah, not in a bad way. It's just uh, always felt like, you know, I had to be very blessed that life could offer, you know. And so I never really, you know, felt like that was something I needed to do. But um, definitely not. Yeah, because I know. Things. I know you and I, you know, there's times that we've talked and it's like, like I said, I don't even really think about it. Uh, and you've had to remind me because we've talked about, let's say, family health issues or whatever. Correct, <laughs> like, correct. And you've had to remind me, well, you know, you know, I'm adopted, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, right. okay. So, but, you know, but then I, I have wanted to, I have brought it up in terms of you knowing your family history so you could deal with your health, you know, any type of health issues or any type of, you know, genetic predispositions and stuff like that. Right. But in terms of our relationship, um, you know, it just never mm-hmm. registers in my brain, you know. So. Right. And, 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 yeah, so, you know, and I know people feel certain ways, you know, about adoption and, and you know, everybody has their opinion about it, but um, it just never was a thought. You know, I, yeah. don't, I I just 
just doesn't strike me at all, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and mm-hmm. people that it does, then I, I encourage them to follow whatever, you know, that's on their mind, you know, to do about it. But for me, mm-hmm. it just didn't, you know, it just didn't, uh, it's not one of those uh, driving mm-hmm. forces to me, you know, mm-hmm. to where it keeps me up at night or anything like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, uh, God bless and I'm those glad. That, that, you know, I, I, I'm glad because, for me anyway, it, to me it indicates that your mom and our family, we did our jobs, you know, or whatever, you know, or, or you know, it, it, because, you know, any to me, I mean, if you're having to constantly, I would say, second guess your your existence or the, or you know who you're with or the reason you know that you're you are you were adopted or you know whatever the case may be, if you're having to right. constantly think about that, then there's some dynamics going on that really are, you know, need to be addressed. And then the fact right. that like you and I, like we're, we're also, I would say friends too, yeah. you know, yeah. we go to concerts together and, and all kind of stuff, you know, and, and sit down and have all kind of conversations, you know, and, and it just, it isn't a thought. And I think that just I feel really blessed about it too. Like I said, I don't even really think about it, you know. So it's one of those yeah. things that maybe I need to take some time and say, you know, thanks to God for that that you ended up, you know, my cousin. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I hate I have a great deal of love and respect for you. I always have. I think we kind of were uh, raised up as sisters and brothers. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Sim- yeah, all that sibling you know, stuff going on too. <laughs> yeah, we uh-huh. had it. Yeah. Yeah, that. Came, but uh, uh, but you were real close to my yeah. folks too, you know. And oh yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. And you know, my wife's the opposite of me. She comes from a very large family, and mm-hmm. uh, always I'm like, I don't know if I'm that many brothers sisters or not. Hmm. No, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. don't know about that. You know, but yeah. I, you know, there's big, big loving family all the time, and that's that's awesome. And uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope they they adopted me over the years. So yeah, uh, that's 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 a good thing. And and that's, that's love that they adopted you because you you can, you can be a little tough. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we love you. Thank you. I know you've got to get get back to work. I appreciate you taking the time to to share. If you had one last thing that you wanted to convey to uh, our our fathers out there, what would it be? Fathers love your children. And uh, don't go, don't hang up the phone or don't end the text or don't end the day or don't end the night without letting them know that. Uh, regardless of what happens uh, and things do happen, just let them know that you love them and you're there for them uh, regardless. Keep them in prayer and pray together. Uh, I think all of that helps. Amen. Todd, personally, thank you so much. You have a blessed day. Give my love to the family. And we'll talk soon. We'll do. And when we come... Thank you. And when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, if you have 
father's stories you want to share, if you have Juneteenth stories you want to share, the number is 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you have Father's Day stories, Juneteenth stories you want to share, the number is 516-387-1944. This is also, um, by the way, National Homeownership Month. And um, so one of the things that my husband and I did this weekend, they have um, annual what they call Parade of Homes that um where they showcase some of the new home builds and what was interesting i found that this you know this is actually i hate to say it, it was probably my maybe maybe my first time going or i hadn't gone in a while um and so and i I'll, i kind of like to go with him because i like to get a lay person's perspective uh on on these homes not just the realtor perspective and you know so he acts. I didn't even really bring it up. He brought it up and was like, "Okay, yeah, cool, let's do it." Mm-hmm. We had a wonderful time just hanging out because we don't get a chance to do that that much. But we had a wonderful time hanging out, and then also just looking at so not just new homes, but they also had out there homes that, let's say, were already existing but had been renovated or you know, and showing off mm-hmm. with the kitchens and bathrooms and other types of things. So uh, the the prices are just a little much. I'm so glad I bought my home when I did and it needs some work. And, you know, it's like sometimes you think you want to go out and buy. When you have an old, older home and everything's breaking down, sometimes you think you want to go out and buy a new home. Uh, that You just really kind of need to think about that. I saw some homes that definitely I might go out and, and purchase. I saw some homes that I'm not sure if they gave it to me, I would want it, um, you know. So, But in either case, whatever the case is, be prepared. That's the one thing that I would say. Be prepared. Ask the questions. Ask the tough questions, you know. Um, take a notepad when you're going to uh, purchase a home. Have a notepad if you're getting ready to sell your home to kind of write down the, you know, if I was to buy this house again, what is it that I would, you know, look for that I would not want, you know, because sometimes you forget. You get caught up and you forget, oh, yeah, like for me, one of the main things with these newer homes is the open concept. 
and they're pretty and they're airy and they're spacious. And the thing about it, though, when you, you go to these uh, open houses or parade of homes or whatever, and they have the nice light fixtures and, and the windows are open, there's a lot of light and everything like that. You got to think about it when you have your own home, how often are you going to open all of the windows and turn on all of the lights uh, to make the place look very open? So just think about that. The other thing is um, what do you do with certain pieces of furniture? My biggest thing when I was looking for a home was where to place the piano. And I look at these open concept homes, and I'm like, I need a wall or something to place my piano up against. I'm not going to just sit it out in the middle of the room, okay? So think about what you have that you're going to take with you, things that you want to buy to put in your home, and to figure out, is this, you know, for me? Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting, too, was a house that my husband and I looked at, and they talked about uh I guess, and, and Mr. Robinson, John Robinson, that we've had on to talk about um, home improvement, uh, one of the things that we've talked about repeatedly is um, insulation, energy costs, and all that type of stuff. And there is one home that was bigger than ours where um, with certain things, the average uh, home, the average electric cost, I think, was, $181 a month, but for that home, it was $81 um, a month, and that was because of the type of insulation they had in the home, the type of windows they had in the home, just, just a variety of things that uh, the Energy Star appliances they mentioned that they had in the home. Now, um, you, you've got to figure out, though, what it is in in your home where you can save money. This is and this is a good idea to kind of compare things because yeah, Energy Star appliances may help a little bit, but if you don't cook a lot, the Energy Star appliances may or may not be of significance to you. If you don't cook a lot, if you cook a lot, it's going to be important. Um, do you run your AC a lot? You know, and if you're running your AC a lot. You know, are are you a person that, um, let's say, is in and out of your your doors, in and out of your garages? Do you have the windows up a lot? That kind of stuff you got to look at in terms of of the type of um, money that you're going to pay for your electricity. Me personally, you know, they say that we should have our AC at seventy eight. I'm sorry, I am not the one. Uh, I am working on it though. I've gotten close. There are some days that I've done like. you know, maybe 76 degrees and stuff like that. But I'm personally also not wanting to sit up in my house and sweat. So if I got to sweat, I'd rather sit out on my back patio or on my front porch and sweat. But I'm not doing it in my house, you know. And I, and I tend to turn the AC down when I go to bed because I want to be able to have a comfortable night's sleep. Because to me, good sleep is a little bit, you know, it's worth paying for. So that's what it is. So you, you've got to take in consideration when, when you're getting all of these pitches in terms of things you should purchase, uh, you know, the reasons that you should purchase a new house or even things that you should purchase in your own house that may make your house a little bit more uh, convenient and cost effective. What works for you versus someone else? So just keep that in mind. Um, 
the other thing that I would say too is there's there's just all these other different factors. Now I still believe you know strongly in home ownership versus renting, especially now when the rental costs are almost as much as. Uh, I mean, I see rental costs out there for one-bedroom homes. Some of these one-bedroom homes cost more than my two-story, four-bedroom house. You know, I just I can't see it. Um, yeah, I think if if you're in that predicament, I would definitely try to find, preferably me, but find a realtor uh, to help you find something that, that works for you and that's going to be more of your long-term investment and, as we've mentioned before, creating wealth. Uh, creating personal wealth, creating generational wealth, things, you know, a, a place that you might be able to uh, pass along to mm-hmm. to your children. So, um, but just keep a lot of those things in mind in terms of expenses when you're getting ready to make these purchases. Taxes, um, they, they rarely go down. Um, they go down for certain things. For example, uh, if you are a senior, in at least Orange mm-hmm. County, there are um, exemptions that you have. There are other exemptions, so but you still have to consider uh, taxes, especially as property values go up. Insurance is a nightmare right now, um, and I hope to get somebody on soon to kind of talk about the things that we need to be concerned about when it comes to insurance. Uh, but uh, insurance is one of those things right now that is a big struggle for, for folks in Florida. Um, I was just talking to someone at the gym today who is also a, a realtor, and she was talking about uh, – we were talking about some of those homes that were being shown, and she lived, she lived at one point in time across the street from one of the new homes that my husband and I saw, and it was actually a townhome uh, that my husband and I saw this weekend. And one of the things that she said when she first moved in that house that was across the street from this particular place, she did not have to pay flood insurance. Um, the next, I think it was, I think she said the next year though, um, or when the next time they reassessed, because they do reassess every now and then looking at flood levels and all that kind of stuff. She ended up having to add flood insurance to, um, her property. So, you know, there are all kind of expenses that you got to keep in mind. So just, you know, I'm like, I said, I'm a proponent for home ownership, but just don't just be totally emotional about it. It is an investment. There are unforeseen costs involved as well as those that that are regularly involved. Just keep that in mind. We're going to take a quick break. If you have questions, comments, the number is 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407 578 
7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi there. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Um, I don't know if you all heard. I'm going to get back to the home ownership thing in a minute. I don't know if you all heard recently. There was a case recently uh, about a young man that uh, was driving through a neighborhood, and he admits, um, if you've seen the news reports, that he may have been driving a little bit too fast or a little crazy or whatever, uh, visiting a friend in the neighborhood, and um, he got, uh, uh, I guess, a rock thrown in his car window. They smashed the window and everything, and there were uh, two men that were arrested uh, for for that for for what happened with him, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that on Wednesday at 11:30 with Dr. Jeremy Levitt. We've had Dr. Uh, Jeremy Levitt at, on before, and I just got confirmation that he is available uh, at 11:30 on Wednesday uh, to speak with us about the incident. I think I have and will post it again on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. But we look forward to having Dr. Levitt back and talking with him about about that and some other things so please make sure you join us then so i I wanted to make sure that you all uh were aware of that because it was you know like you know my my cousin who was just on said there's two sides each to to every story so um you know we want to kind of just get some perspective on what happened and uh it's just an unfortunate um situation especially in these times and the young man um of course on one of the news uh reports he said you know just kind of reminded him of the whole Trayvon Martin thing all over again and we really don't need any repeats of, of that so anyway um, I'm going to go ahead and go. Hopefully, God willing, we'll talk tomorrow. Have a blessed day. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I'm your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'll talk later about that. All real power comes from God. Go ahead and have a great uh, rest of the Juneteenth holiday. Take care.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.